1: Um. So, do you want to do our song intro, or you just want to jump right in?
0: I want to do the intro. so We can get, get the whole vibe going. <laughs> that is sure. I don't know what the fuck's going on right
1: now.
2: Oh shit!
1: Oh, I
0: forgot. We oh. So you ready?
2: Hold <laughs> on. Yeah, I'm ready. You've Go been ahead.
1: slacking. You better deliver on this episode. I'm ready. <laughs> You've been slacking, man. You know it. All right, we ready, Spider. All right. I've been recording the whole time anyway.
2: Oh, wow. Did you get my uh, country part that I did? I don't think so. Okay, good. (laughs) You are now listening to the reality is, the, the reality is, boy, you back. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, it feels good too. That's where I went wrong in the relationship too. Suck his dick, <laughs> don't pacify. Well, okay, I got that too. But <laughs> <laughs> I was not supposed to be on the mic. But well, I don't like say people when
1: I mean white people. Acknowledge the shit that black people have went through.
2: Excuse my voice, y'all. I've been drinking. <laughs> this is big almost, uh, oh god. One cheek. <laughs> we can't watch this. Right the
0: the-
1: <laughs> <laughs> When I listen to the intro, bro, I laugh at her laugh yeah. all the time. And I tell people all the time, they'd be like, Y'all have such a good chemistry. I said, No. I- honestly, it kind of goes back to like Ronnie. You Know when we used to all work together, oh, yeah, and it was like when I would laugh, Runny would laugh, yeah, I would, and then be laughing, I would like, laugh harder, yeah, and I would laugh harder because Ronnie was laughing harder, and then yeah. Runny would laugh harder, and I was just like, We gonna get fucking fired. Yes. I'm surprised <laughs> y'all didn't. <laughs> I, I, I bet John was so sick, I asked, was probably, like, yeah, because I was damn. interrupting
2: his nap time,
1: yeah, that is, that was the most <laughs> sleeping this manager I ever had, bro. You could literally, like, we had literal like glass cubicles when we worked at uh i'll go ahead and say when we worked at nissan we ain't there no more and (laughs) when we worked at nissan (laughs) and we had a manager bro like the motherfucker like he was easy going until you like i don't know you would have to either fuck with one of the white girls on the team or some shit like that for him to really have a, a backbone yeah which were mostly the managers under him so literally bro he would go to sleep all the time So for me, it was kind of hard to listen to anything he said because I was like, nigga, you sleep at your desk every day in broad daylight. (laughs) I even had a couple of pictures of him, even the pictures of me like posing with myself with him in the background. The kind that could get you fired. But social media wasn't hitting like that. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if Instagram was uh, was alive at that time. Was it? it? was like no, two, I don't this think was, so. nah, I don't even think, because if it was, it was I'd have put it on the gram. Yeah,
2: Facebook was Yeah, and steals. Facebook
1: is Facebook has always been more family-oriented. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't even put some of my shit on Instagram, like my stories. Some of it will flash over, and then some of it I'm like, nah, fuck
0: that. I told you, once my family found me on Facebook, I was out. Yeah? Yeah. I'm just on Instagram now. <laughs> they yeah, now found I, me there yet.
2: All my old church members are... Uh, Looking me up. Yeah, I'm sure. Some of them listening to the podcast, which is yeah. weird because, like, our generation, we're pretty much cool. Yeah. But it's like, you know, if they post about the podcast mm-hmm. on their page, you know their parents are going to mm-hmm. see it. And then the parents are going to listen. And then they're going to be like, that's not Tisha no more. But see,
1: that's the thing about you. <laughs> they're going to say that's not Loteisha anymore. But for me, they're going to be like, well, better that than in jail. Oh. Because <laughs> for me, they're going to be like, this nigga always said what he wanted to say. Yeah. I remember when we first got started doing this podcast thing and I was trying to get her into it and I was like, yo, you want to do it? She still was kind of worried about what people at church were thinking. I was like, you ain't even been to church the whole seven <laughs> years we were together. You never went to church because no, we probably church. went, we probably went three or four times overall together. Yeah. I pretty much turned her into a heathen.
2: No, you didn't.
1: I taught her how to walk this way.
2: No, I had my own relationship with God. Oh, for real? Yes. Okay. I told you, I, I came to know God for myself when my mom died. So, at that point, I was, well, actually, at 19, Mm -hmm. I gave up the doctrine. Because that's the part that is a turnoff.
1: Yeah, that's what they say. I think the whole thing is a big collusion. (laughs) That's my thing. Before we get this episode started, man, I know we came right in talking. You know, I told you guys. Talking shit. Talking shit. Episode 257. This is the LA and San Diego recap. Um, But before we get started, I want to say rest in peace to Angelo Rios. He was a classmate at UTA. I don't know his condition. He was... I feel like if I try to explain it, it'll be disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? But he had a condition. He was in a wheelchair and he, I I get, I learned through Facebook and a lot of our other classmates posting that he passed away. So I want to say, uh, uh, my condolences to his family rest in peace he was a great guy Mm -hmm. always had a a smile on his face no matter his circumstances no matter his situation he always had a smile on his face some of us don't walk out of the house or don't go to the gym if we feel like we're a little bit overweight Mm -hmm. or if we're having a bad skin day or whatever the case may be but for him in a position that he was in and to get out every day with a smile on his face and never he never like kind of showed any emotion of his situation Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he did you know at home or whatever but we never knew that, yeah. and he brought joy to every room he was in. So, shout out to him, man, and my condolences, and I wish his family well, man. Yeah. All right, so on a better note, man, we had a great time in um, California.
2: Yes, Our we always have a good time.
1: Yeah, my mm-hmm. notes are backwards. I wrote them. And typed them up yesterday. And I'm trying I to figure inhaled out inhaled and exhaled a little bit. I, I was a little, you know, I was inebriated.
2: Okay, because I think I sent you, like, from my topics, I think I had a good format. Yeah. I started from the time that we left. Yeah. Up until the time that we came back. Yeah. So all you really had to do was insert yours.
1: Yeah. yeah, but I didn't do that. I mean, I didn't do that. I okay. like to live on the wild side, so.
2: <laughs> so now I'm just left to are. try to figure out what the fuck we about-
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it's still some you sort gotta of... You just got to think in uh, yeah. high terms. Yeah, it's still some sort of order to this. Oh.
0: It is. Okay. If you can figure it out, you win a
1: prize. Okay, That is true. I'm looking at it, I'm like, God damn. What? I
2: want to know what the prize is.
1: I do want to talk about one thing. I want to make an announcement, because we still own the announcement if you actually got the notes. Yes, I okay. haven't pulled up. I'm excited, and you are excited. Yes, we are excited. an opportunity was brought to us, mm-hmm. and... When the opportunity was brought to us, it was the most awkward of times. I got a business call mm-hmm. while I was getting out of the shower. Didn't know it was a business call. I answered the phone very aggressive mm-hmm. because I didn't recognize the number. And I'm like, who the fuck calling me? Even they just if you kept,
2: did recognize the number, you still answered the phone aggressive.
1: They just kept calling. So I answered the phone. I got on the phone, worked out whatever. <clears throat> after I told a client that I didn't know was going to be a client, I just got out of the shower. Can you give me a second? So after talking for like five minutes to this client, after I learned she was a client, I gave it the basic information, sent over to Artesia, Artesia executed it. And I'm happy to say that we have our first corporate. corporate client. Yes. And I'll just say it's a little bit more than half of my year list. Mm-hmm. I'm proud to say yeah. that. So to mark that. And the reason we tell this story is because we know where we started from. And we know like this was literally like a simple vision. Mm-hmm.
2: mom of and just, pop shop,
1: Mom and pop shop. Literally, <laughs> that's really what it was. But to I think the thing that made me happy about it is like me and you talked about, I can't close deals like you. Mm-hmm. I can't even talk to people like she do. Mm-hmm. But people may come to us because of what we put out there, the marketing stuff, the videos I, I put out, because this is actually where one of these clients came from. Mm-hmm. You know, they saw the videos and stuff and they needed some video work. And it was like, hey, we want what you have. The How, whole do, we, shebang. The, how do you be a part of it? I think what blew us away was. It, we saw one of those situations where people say, "If you have a price on something that other people may think is too high, yeah, but you know the value is there, stick mm-hmm. with that price." Mm-hmm. We both negotiated. We're we were, back we were going back and forth, like, "Should we send her this package price? Because yeah. yearly this is going to be over thousand dollars, yeah." And to be able to stand firm in that, yeah. she wrote up everything, sent it, you know, sent it to me, talked to me about it. I was like, "This shit sound damn good."
2: And then to have somebody that doesn't even like blink, don't blink.
0: You send that price to when and say, let's set it up. No, no doubt, man. That's like kind of what we had in mind when we started this studio up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, or built this new one. Yeah. And uh, like, all the, it has been a lot more corporate clients. And the great thing is they're during the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because most of the podcast people still have day jobs. Exactly. Yeah. And after five o'clock on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little little helpful. Yeah. And you'll meet her because yeah. she, she's you know, exactly. she's
1: going to do a podcast <laughs> under us and then she's going to be here. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, we're excited. I think it's a good move for Roberts Media Group. I think it's a good mm-hmm. look for MZ Studios. Like mm-hmm. that's why I say as a whole, everything I think we're all doing is just growing and coming together. So we were excited about that. I want to give a shout out to Artesia because right after I had talked about getting myself out of particular debt, mm-hmm. I got like student loans dug in my motherfucking pocket. Like, they sent a letter to me saying that I owed a certain amount of money, but they were sending it to my mom's old address, you know, that I haven't even been at in, like, six years. Mm-hmm. So when I called them, I'm like, yo, where, why is $300 missing from my check? <laughs> like, bro, I was perplexed. Like, yeah. $300. And then I didn't realize it until the second time. So they hit me for, like, $600 before I even knew it. Yeah. And I was like, in a month?
2: I feel like child support. was was not like, even once a month. Like, it's every check.
1: Every motherfucking <laughs> check. They said, we're going to hit you five times before you can work this out. I said, how did I supposed to know this shit if y'all didn't send it? But I said, all that to say this. They got three more times they're going to motherfucking dock my goddamn check. But Artesia got it set up to where after it's done, that's why I'm in business with this woman. After it's done, I'm only going to pay $5 a month. I go. will pay motherfucking $5 till I am 95 years old. <laughs> and if they say you have $35,000 left, you think I give a shit at 95? <laughs> I just wanted to give Ortiz a shout out because when she called me, I was perplexed for two days. I didn't want to talk about shit because I was like, I just moved 10 G's to pay off debt. My personal shit. Then y'all come in and hit me with this and replace that? Yo. And she called me. When she called me, I was like, yeah, what's up? Because two days are just back to back. I'm like, man, fuck this. She called me and she said, what you doing? And she likes me to be excited. When she gives good news. But even when she hit me with that, she was like, uh, well, I was able to work out something with them. They say, they're going to still take your three payments. I'm like, man, this is bullshit. This is blah, blah, blah. She was like, but the thing about it is after you do that, guess how much you got to pay? I was like $50 a month. I was like, I could do a hundred. She's like $5 a month. I said, you shitting me. <laughs> I didn't get excited, but I smiled. <laughs> Come on, I was well, like, I said, know? they could take $5 per pay period if they want to. <laughs> God damn it. After taking $500, <laughs> shit. So that is my toot your horn moment. Um, you made a lot of people, not a lot of people, mad, but you did rub some shoulders the wrong way when you kind of talked about the teeth. No, you I know, I didn't. Couple people no, hit you up.
2: no, no. Wait a minute. Let's get this straight. You know straight.
1: the teeth episode we talked about? Wait, like she had a couple I people hitting up no, like they was bothering her. Wait,
2: let's get this straight. First of all, I was not the initiator of that conversation. I just so happened to share yeah. the AVs that you created yeah. online. And I had quite mm-hmm. a few people inbox me and was like, hey, yo, I felt attacked. And some of the people that were sending me these messages, like, yeah. I didn't even think about them when we were having this conversation. Yo, know,
0: my teeth are jacked up. Like, and I was in the room and I didn't feel attacked at all. But
1: the thing about it is, you don't have a missing. This,
0: you don't have like, that you know of.
1: Yeah, but that's but exactly though. You pull, if you're gonna do it, you pull the right ones. <laughs> I got some in the back too. Oh I ain't got God. wisdom teeth. I, yeah, but it's the point wisdom of the matter. I know, but it's still like pulling your teeth. You got some people. I don't know, man. I just feel like if you are a certain age, don't have them in the front.
2: I just I feel risk your back teeth. Cause you're a little bit more whatever than I am, so what is when, that, what does like that mean? you're a little bit more brash. So whenever the people well, were hitting just, me up, that's why
1: people think I'm rude.
2: So when they were hitting me up, I was trying. I was trying to be nice, and I was like, half half of them, I forgot that they had missing teeth. Cause I, some of them I haven't you haven't been talked, even to, talked in to in a long time, and some of
1: them probably started missing the teeth after the fact.
2: But I think it's crazy though. We kind of touched on it the last episode a little bit because anytime now that I'm a part of the podcast, yeah. people are always like, Hey, were you talking about me on this episode? So and I'm crazy. like, no, I really wasn't. Yeah.
1: People be feeling offended. I, I just learned to get past it. That was my thing. We're going to continue the family, friends and love series uh, next Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, At that time, we'll have your ex-husband coming in. And yes. I see you took a lot of air in when I said that, Um, but we're going to have my mom and my brother in on the second hour, your ex-husband will I'm be on the first hour.
2: podcast prep this week. <laughs> oh you are yeah I'm hosting podcast prep this week
1: okay so is there something more to talk about on that
2: well I'm just hosting it for the episode that we're gonna do with my ex-husband because like I said y'all both are very like raw
1: yeah you just need to I think find out what questions you want to be asked well
2: that's what I was gonna ask you because you're the one that's interviewing us
1: you keep saying us. This ain't Oprah. Like, I'm not going to have y'all sit over there and I'm talking to y'all.
0: We can stretch some mics out to the couch. Every day. You
1: know what I'm saying? Like, what, what you so want to do? You're going to be interviewing, too. I'm yeah. going to. What I would be. The way it's going to be is just basically having a conversation. I got to explain her to her this <laughs> shit. So the listeners might well get in on it, too. So basically, all I want you to do is. Be willing and open to discuss your marriage. Oh yeah, the successes of it. Yeah, and you've already pretty much discussed why it failed. Yeah, but the thing about it is, we now have him in the room to kind of talk about that through you. Oh yeah. So I don't even care. Honestly, it could get emotional when my mom and brother get here. Mm -hmm. I actually want different things and different energies to be pulled. That's what this season is about. I feel
2: like it's going to be emotional. I think because the the circumstances circumstances of like how my marriage ended. Yeah was like very emotional So I that's almost the part of didn't want to be here myself, myself because myself for like it. I said
1: I don't want to be like I know well, you know me and him are good mm-hmm. but it's like it may turn into a like Sally Jesse Raphael moment what? where I start vibing and get y'all y'all fuck around and get back together call me the love doctor oh my god they're be
2: like
0: damn nah, I know I ain't I know I'm that. hoping it's more like the end of Jerry Springer <laughs>
2: Some chairs
0: being thrown wow. and stuff. <laughs> nah, no, that, that's you the thing. would definitely you will
2: not, not get that from us. <laughs>
1: if you, if I had the vibe that I could get that from her, I wouldn't even be with you. I would have never gotten a relationship with her mm-hmm. at all. We wouldn't be friends. We yeah. wouldn't have never been nothing. Yeah. Period. So let's talk a little bit about L.A., San Diego. We always got lift stories. Yeah. So, so we'll start with the first lift story. <laughs> you
2: came. So I always, yeah. like, pretty much the routine now is... I get the car, bring it over to your house. We head to the airport. Mm-hmm. So he got there. It's crazy because he had the little Kia soul. Yeah. And he hopped out of the car to put my bag in the back. And I looked back. I couldn't even see him. Yeah. Like on the other side of he the car. Little, I was like, hello, how are you <laughs> yeah. trying to hear the voice?
1: You see how you change your voice when you talk to little people? And it sounds like shit, but it's like, she told me some, hello. That's how you talk to little kids. Be like, hello, do you
2: need something? I didn't Can know I pick you this- up? I was you just- want me to burp you? I was just going to give my bag because I didn't know. And so then he immediately gets in the car and he's like, oh, where are you headed? You know, I don't really like small talk. So he's like, where are you headed? What you going for? And then he was like, so you have this business. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, what do you do? Oh, you must make a lot of money doing that. You Mm -hmm. going to L.A. And so then we get to you yeah and i'm trying to throw him off the track because he already told me he from the roughest part of town so i didn't know (laughs) if he was trying to loop back to my house or what so i'm like what did i say
1: i don't remember. oh but when he came to get me though i realized how small he was because when i went to go put my stuff in the back like i saw his head get out and then he did you know because you see his head the top of his head from the back of the seat Mm -hmm. and then he got out and when he got out I didn't see him no more. And then he just magically appeared on the side of the car. So, like, I know I was putting my luggage in there. And when he came up, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh. I said, my bad, bro. I said, I ain't even see you coming. Yeah. Like, I literally didn't see this. And I told her, I said, it's like Martin. Have you ever seen that episode of Martin where the midgets came and they knocked on the door and Tommy answered the door? And he said, hey, who, who the hell out here? <laughs> and he was looking around. Yeah. And, and the little midget said, yo, I'm down here, man. Yeah. So, that's what it reminded me of. He, first of all, too, he drove too fast.
2: He did. He was very rambunctious. He was
1: hitting these bumps where, like, I literally was trying to text her to tell us something, like, literally, he hit a bump and my phone popped literally straight up <laughs> out of my hand and down. And then I just looked at her and I was like, yo, we got to get the fuck out he here. And then
2: he hit another bump and his little mount popped out of oh, so yeah. his phone. Oh, yeah. And he knocked up. his phone
1: down <laughs> under his car seat. When he knocked it down under the car seat, he got to the light. And he was like, he well as we were approaching the light, he kept talking about he needed to get his thing. We was like, just stop and get it. Like cause he mm-hmm. kept trying to get that motherfucker. Yeah. But you a little tight. Yeah. He like reach you're on, you, <laughs> you got a seatbelt on. You it's like it's like a bad kid in the backseat trying to get out. Yeah. Ooh. So I was like, just stop. So he stopped at the light. This nigga stopped at the light. He didn't stop. You know, if you get your head, if you trying to get the <laughs> You know, you try to get your keys if you if they yeah. follow the car. You just take off your seatbelt, lean down. This nigga took off his he seatbelt, out opened the door, car. jumped out the car. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga jumped out of the yeah. car to look for those keys. When he got out, I was like, oh my God. And right when he hopped back in and put his seatbelt on the light change, yeah. he was like, woo, that was perfect timing. Yeah. And I was like, this nigga is
2: wild. He was like, I bet this is the craziest lift you've yeah, ever you've had. had. I was like, yeah. But no, before oh, he was man. asking me about what I do and whether or not I stay by myself or whatever. So yeah. when you got in the car, we were talking about something and I just let it slip. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, my roommate, you know, whatever. And this fool I was like, smoked oh, no. before he got in the car. He was like, what you mean your kids and i'm like you idiot like, she kept looking
1: at me and i was like, I'm like what no. roommate but she was trying to t- she was trying to say roommate like somebody and, lived there. Yeah. Yes. so dude do- but i didn't know the story before then so i'm like how the fuck i'm supposed but, to know what you're talking about with a roommate but and normally, then i told her, i said i am high you can't be talking to me
2: normally he'll just go with it I was but high. he was like huh what
1: your kids i'm like roommate no. then i said tony Hey, he move, <laughs> is that nigga moving back in? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, my God. Oh, man. So then we had another um, Lyft driver. We, the other one we had, the lady who in L.A. Oh, when we LA. were in L.A.? So she was taking us from L.A. to the Amtrak so we could take the train down to San Diego.
2: Which I finally got you to agree to.
1: I've told Arteezy a million times, when I get lifts, I normally get XL. To have a nice vehicle, I know that there's going to be air, and those people take care of that car. There should be air
2: anyway. It should that be. It should be.
1: Yeah. So this bitch <laughs> this comes up. She and When we see her pull up, she has the window down. And we like, okay, I hope this bitch don't plan on driving with these windows down. <laughs> so we get in the car. By the time we get in the car, put our luggage in, she's she driving. Let- it's a little key. No, it no. was a
2: Prius. Yeah, a so Prius. So she let the windows up and then she b- proceeds to blast the. Air.
1: Now, as we're driving and she's blasting air, we both like this I don't air think is she on she strong. Works. So we start we start texting. I was about to talk like a slave. We starts to text,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she came out to we said we starts to text, but we we started texting, and teeth was like, I don't think the air. And I said, Well, I told her I said I don't think the air. She's like, I don't either. I said I feel it every night again, hitting my knee, Mm-mm. but I was like, it's blowing. It was literally on the highest level, like. Sorry, I know the listeners, but that's what I—that's the effect. I—I said we both came to conclusion. I said this bitch is trying to fool us. Yeah, and
2: I think she was talking so much because she knew that shit. I would have preferred for her to be like, "Hey y'all, my air ain't working. We in we in L.A. You can can let the windows down. Let
1: me let the yeah let a
2: breeze come through. We'll be all right. I started
1: feeling nostalgic. (laughs) And then I started feeling per, uh, lethargic. lethargic. <laughs> See, I'm still <laughs> fucked up. I, I took start I said, I, I didn't even know how I spelled that word. I said, I'm starting to feel lethargic. <laughs> and I felt so lethargic. I was surprised I spelled the word right. I said, yo, do you feel this? Like, I started smelling the fumes from mm-hmm. outside. My head started getting white.
2: You know me. And I, I had smoked before I got
1: in the car. So that shit made it worse. Yeah
2: get irritated with a lot of things but that pissed me off and then on top of that her shit was broke down yes. but she had the nerve to be talking about people like she was bashing gays and yep. stuff i told you i was like i'm a minute away from telling her that i'm gay yeah
1: because oh, wow. yeah. like why don't you want to live in why y'all, y'all live in dallas uh, i heard about houston like uh, houston i wouldn't live in Houston. i'm like bitch you bitch, ain't you living can't nowhere get the your car. Air <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about you drive her driving like the uh, speed buggy and then she passed by a swap meet, and I text Arteezy. I said, this whole car smell like swap meet, which means she didn't even have the inside air on. We was getting all outside air. Yeah. When she dropped me off, I said, yo, you have got, because she drove to, us 30 minutes. I said, you have got to tell her to get this bitch off the streets. Yeah. Report her. I hate tell her reporting her car don't people, work. But I tell her it. her air don't work. She's rude. She drive like shit. Get this bitch off the street. Yeah.
0: I don't think I've seen you guys since my racist evil driver that was entertaining Mm-mm. so uh like a 20 minute ride the first 10 minutes he's telling me about how good his uber rating is yeah it's like five get all these five stars blah 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 and he starts asking about me I'm mm-hmm. talking about you know the studio and the shows yeah. he's like you got any political shows I'm like i have one I'm like is it like uh he's a democratic or republican it's like it's more of a democratic show i bet it's a black person isn't it i was like what the fuck I'm like mm-hmm. what does that have to do with anything and then he gets all quiet and shit and we're, Realized that I got pissed off yeah. about it. We finally get to my house, and I stood right in front of his car and gave him one star and waited till he saw it. He got so fucking mad. I was just laughing my ass off. Man.
1: I think that's the crazy part too, because we get that a lot with black people. Like they'll see another black person, and they start thinking, "Oh, homie, like we all the same." Yeah. And they start saying what they feel, mm-hmm. thinking that you feel the same way. Which and it's is like what
2: she did, yeah. and that was not a good move.
1: Yeah. I said, I hope they all. take her car off the fucking street. So, we took our first train ride. Um,
2: well, you took your first train ride. That wasn't my first. I've been trying to get you to get okay, on one.
1: Okay, okay, okay. No, okay. I'm just saying,
2: you, if you're going to say it, you got to say it right.
1: There you go. All right. So, we took, I took my first train ride. Yes. And, I, you know, it was nice waiting in the little waiting area. I didn't know that you have to have your ticket and shit to wait in the waiting area. <laughs> but the funny part was a blind couple came and sat in front of me and <laughs> The woman had on her glasses, so you couldn't tell, you know, Mm -hmm. she was blind. I mean, you could tell because I saw her with the stick. Mm -hmm. But the guy sat down, and, you know, I guess his whole life, he, like, nobody could see me. He took off his glasses. (laughs) This nigga had the weirdest eye. He had one eye that was dead. Like, I'm sorry, he was blind, but it it caught me off guard because his eye was closed. But the other one, I was like, I think this nigga can see. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, I think he only legally blinded that one eye Mm because he was looking around, but that nigga couldn't get to sleep. He was having the hardest time. (laughs) He had the hardest time (laughs) trying to get to sleep. But the funny part about it was when he took his glasses off, you couldn't really tell how perplexed he was about trying to go to sleep until he took his shades off. And the one eye that was good, it was all kinds of angry. (laughs)
2: I'm not, I'm not talking I'm about not him because he's I'm blind. Not, I cannot I'm, be a part See, of I, this
1: is the fucked up part about it. I'm not talking about him and his blindness. He was, I'm talking about the eye, his reaction. Yes. He still he had facial upset. expression. He was At one upset. point,
2: he just put his elbows on his knees and his hands over his face. <laughs> like, he,
1: like he was over this shit. Yeah. So we got on the plane. On the
2: train. On the train.
1: I guess it was a nigga who wanted to be an actor. Bro. Like, he got on there as a black dude, had some cornrows. Yeah. He was with this white chick. Mm -hmm. She was very studious and professional. She was very conservative, like. But this nigga was all over the place. He flirting with the girls behind him. Yeah. He trying to talk to me about shit that don't matter. He
2: was editing video footage of himself. Of himself. Listening to his
1: own videos dancing, (laughs) like, in his chair and shit. Then he was talking. Like, he was just literally talking to everybody. Talking shit, like, as people got on and off the train. Yeah. Like, one time this white guy bumped him. He said, who the fuck you think you are bumping into me? The white dude just looked and kept walking. He was—it's like he was literally trying to start shit. Mm-hmm. It was a little kid walking towards me. He's like, "Yo, little big head ass." I'm like, his daddy right there. Like everything hey. he did was trying to be extra funny.
2: L.A. is the land of opportunity. On the flight down, we were sitting next to a lady. She was turning oh, forty-three. Yeah, is right. And when she I tell you, she looked amazing. Kid. I thought she was like twenty-something. Yeah. But she was headed to L.A. to audition for the real studs of Dallas. I was
1: <laughs> like, "Why are you auditioning in L.A.?" But I, I mean. <laughs> They ain't got no auditions in, in, in Dallas. where everything is, I guess. Ah, <laughs> man, look at here. But L.A. was good. Uh, we got a, you know, we did a lot of business, talked a lot of business, mm-hmm. had some time to relax, hung out with your cousin. Yeah. I ventured out to Roscoe's. Roscoe's was amazing. Mm-hmm. Then I think the most part I loved about going to California is always is um, meeting and linking up with people we haven't seen in a while. Oh, yeah. Like getting down to San Diego, I was able to see my homeboy, Matt. Shout yeah. out to Matt. Um, he got a new girlfriend. Got, Love a, new, got yeah. a
2: new Jeep.
1: Yeah. You know, he I just, like this new man. Yeah, he's feeling, yeah. uh, it's like he's a different person. Yeah. So it's like seeing him. It was different for me because like I told you before she got here, I had been thinking about kids. Mm-hmm. So being there with him, like we both were the same, like he was my manager at fidelity. Mm-hmm. So we both was kind of like, yo, I don't want to get married. I ain't ever trying to have no kids. Like he, you know, we both had great relationships that ended because they wanted more. Mm-hmm. We didn't.
2: And when so- we go to visit, we literally be out till like five o'clock in the morning.
1: Yeah. And to see him this time, happy i remember i got him along one time and i said what's different bro and he was like he was like it's her he was mm-hmm. like she's different i was like because you never i said so you talking marriage he was like i'm thinking about it mm-hmm. i mean he was like i would like a kid and i was like you singing a totally different yes. tune bro and he was like it's her though he's like it ain't so much me it's just me meeting the right person mm-hmm. and i said well that's dope i said because for me i'm getting to a point of like i literally be talking to and i'm like yo i still ain't with that marriage shit Mm-mm. but a kid it's like I can't help it. It's it's something talking to me. Mm-hmm. And then what I was going to tell you before she came in is when I was talking about True Detective, it was the part where Woody Harrelson in the first season, first episode, and he said a man, he was talking about his partner, and he said a man without a family after a certain age is a dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that, and I was like, it could be, because you could be unpredictable. You could be, I mean, the, right, not having responsibility Cause I have responsibility, but it's like I don't. Yeah, I have responsibility for myself. You
2: can pick up and go. At I, any I can moment. do whatever the
1: fuck I want to do. I can leave. <laughs> I can go. I can, if I want to spend an extra three hundred dollars, even when I said I wanted to save it, mm-hmm. I can do that because I have. I'm responsible for no one. Yeah. And sometimes you do look at that and be like, All right, you need to dial this shit back. Mm-hmm. And Artesia, when we were together, she was more that person where she was like, You got to do this. Do you got to do that? Do you need it right now? And I'm like, Why would not? I? What else I got to do? I got some money saved. I got some investments. I'm, I'm okay to spend. But she was like, but just because you got to, you know, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of coming to that. So talking to my homeboy, Matt, and seeing him in that space, I was just like, it's crazy how our lives Changing and moving, and I was even telling her about like as we get older, you think about people being cool that may die close to you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, damn, it's I don't know. I guess the shows I've been watching lately mm-hmm. have been more adult shows, yeah, have been more shows about life. And we got a lot of shows that's coming back this fall. Oh, god, Chicago PD, on Chicago LA, uh, Chicago Fire,
2: Chicago, Chicago LA. Oh, my god, <laughs> <laughs> a million little things. Uh, oh, what else? She, catch up. <laughs> This is Woo. us. Oh my God. I, I literally yeah. shed tears every episode of this So it's is about us.
1: to be those shows that kind of make you think about that shit. Yeah. Cuffing season is going to be here real quick. <laughs> oh, yes. And, you know, that introduces yes. cuffing season. And yes. then you got to make a decision about who you want to take into the wintertime.
2: Yeah.
1: And you just can't take. I told Artie. I've been telling Artie, I was like, yo, dating is a joke. Mm-hmm, it is. Dating is a joke. And yeah. with that being said, we'll move on to the next thing. I want to talk about a couple of things that are legal in Texas.
2: Okay, you got starting, that. With the brass
1: <laughs> starting with the brass knuckles. Starting with yeah. the brass knuckles. I'm getting me a pair of brass knuckles. Me too. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely getting something. those. I mean, a lot of shows we've been watching lately, niggas been getting too uh, TKO yeah. with them and just shit getting pushed back. I was like, yeah, if I don't carry a gun, at least I'm going to carry some brass knuckles.
2: Well, I'm going
1: to have both. <laughs> I'm planning on getting me another gun. But I also wanted to talk about that I like the fact that they made it illegal to send dick pics if a woman yeah. does not request yes. it or a man does not request it if you like that thing. Thank God. Would you actually, but see, this is the question though. If a nigga just randomly sent you a dick pic, would you report him? You wouldn't. No. <laughs> How many dick pics would a nigga have to send for you to actually report him?
2: Yeah, that's a good question.
1: Because that's going to be the issue at mm-hmm. this point. Because you just like with the whole Me Too movement, you're going to have a few people that take that shit too far. Or mm-hmm. if you make a girl mad, then she could use that shit and be like, yo, yeah. not being funny, you could delete text unless you got the money to get an attorney to Te- get the yeah. the place to go back and decode the phone and take that shit out. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a lot of setups here.
2: Yeah, I feel like it, and that's unfortunate in some cases, But I, because I really don't get too many unsolicited dick pics.
1: I just want black women to be, take it easy. Take it easy, because I know y'all niggas out here sending these dick pics, but if you make a black woman mad, she will hold the tiny I think you you make thing, any woman mad. Not, yeah, but if you make a black woman mad, man, look at her. Heaven and in hell will rain down on your motherfucking head. So if you send in that dick pic, you better know this bitch is down. Mm. If not, you could be in trouble. What you about to say?
2: Nothing. What you got to say? I don't have anything to say about the dick pics. I thought it was something else that was legal It was two now. more
0: things. I just can't remember. There I, was I a... Mean, uh, uh, you got to be twenty one to buy Yeah. Because it used to be now. eighteen, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you have to be eighteen to buy cough syrup. There was a couple other things like there was some gun stuff. Like you can carry a gun in church now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There was uh like after a natural disaster, you can just carry your fucking gun around.
2: Yeah. The only thing that scares me about that is everybody's not that has a gun is not sane.
0: Yeah, Well we know that shit But I think that's
1: more A reason to do it Just like going back to I know you've seen Dave Chappelle Sticks and Stones Like when he talked about it I think I was telling you He was like the way to get the gun laws changed is he was oh, like, every nigga should go out mm-hmm. and register to be, to be licensed to carry a gun. Mm-hmm. He was like, at that point in time, they'll feel he like, yo, they about to the just gun. take try to take over. Yeah. We need to do something about this. Yeah. And I I mean, I, he dead ass serious. Oh, Even yeah. if you don't go buy one of them motherfuckers, go register. Yeah. And I think at this point in time, you should register because you at you this buy point in time in the world, <laughs> yeah, and you should buy one because not being funny, the way the world is going, you don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. You literally don't know. We keep watching all these shows about, the way shit is when electricity go down like zombie land and shit without yeah. minus the zombies man not you even
2: that like just the recent shootings like that's the what I'm whole saying. Midland, odessa thing
1: you don't want to be out without a piece yeah and that's the fucked up part who wants to walk around like you in the wild wild west where you can just <laughs> shoot anybody down it's almost feel like that's what it's going back to mm-hmm. yeah. you watch those old school movies and nigga just come out and he'd be like yeah him over there he said something yeah feeling lucky and it's whoever the fucking draw the fastest. And then they just keep on moving. And the sheriff will walk out, spit, drinks, take a shot, and walk back in. Like I ain't fucking with him. He's a badass. I'm the sheriff, but I really ain't trying to pull this thing. Yeah. I ain't trying to go back to them days. Mm-mm. I'm not. What we got up next?
2: Uh, so next,
1: Jesus. This this season, I'm teaching Talking Artesia. Jesus. Yeah, but this season, I'm te- I'm te- yeah, <laughs> I'm teaching. I'm trying to help Artiezi along the way of like teaching, like trying to show her, hey.
2: What are you teaching me? I'm trying to
1: teach you how to lead a podcast. I keep telling you, I what if I get you, sick one day?
2: But I keep telling you, uh, leading the podcast is not my role.
1: I know, but you um, don't have to lead it, but just how to come in and go out.
2: Because you went, you literally took something from each one of these categories, but what I did want to talk about is, But I
1: introduced them each time before I did it.
2: What I did want to talk about is our visit to uh, Nipsey's neighborhood.
1: Okay, go ahead, nigga.
2: Are You really just gonna leave me hanging? I don't see do why, you like see, that. See, that's
1: why I say, bro. That's why I be saying, like, I what? I, I ain't leaving I feel You feel like hanging.
2: you just want to set me up for the okey doke so not. you can have something to refer to? When I'm, trying to, you, I'm trying to make audio you. I'm trying to snippets.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to make you a player Sam. podcaster. That's what I'm trying to do. So you talked about being in Slauson on Slauson
2: on Slauson.
1: It's so funny because her cousin wanted to go to Nipsey's store. And I guess everybody no, thinks I'm a little go, bodyguard No, or she
2: didn't want to go to Nipsey's store. She wanted to go to the uh, dispensary. dispensary in that area. But she
1: also wanted to go to Nipsey's store, but she was like, I never came over to Crenshaw and yeah. Slawson because of whatever, mm-hmm. you know, the whatever. I don't really care about that shit. She was like, we can
2: go now because you Anthony brought Anthony. I'm like, I was like, girl, he, you act like he the bodyguard. Everybody bodyguard. And
1: I'm little. Like, what people think I'm supposed to be? I'm 5'9", five, 5'10", five, at best. And then if a nigga come out and he's 6'6", six, six, who who am I at that point? <laughs> I can still fight but it's like, do I
2: want to fight a nigga that's twice my size? And I, was, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I always like going to the hood. It's dope. Yeah. But I ain't going to lie. When we pulled up to the dispensary and we was getting out the car. Oh, and I little saw, Jamaican guy? Yeah. I was like, okay, what's He bad was thing? already
1: smoking his little joint. And I got out of the car. He's like, yo, big man. <laughs> big man, how you doing today? I said, I'm doing fine, man. He's like, yo, oh, pretty ladies, pretty ladies, big man. Big man, when you go in today, can you please? Please take this coupon and please bring me back an ounce. He said, "If you give it, my, you give him this card, they'll give you an ounce back." I said, "All right, I got you." He said, "Ah, my brother." <laughs> came in it was like it was crazy because going in like they had like i told you they had something called crystal meth yeah and because i'm country and fr- yeah. i was like i don't know about this shit
2: but first of all you can tell the difference between the hood dispensaries and the more the one like when we went ones. to denver uh-huh. yeah
1: because like yeah, yeah it was kind of like a drug deal
2: yeah it really was.
1: i was like what's behind <laughs> this motherfucking door
2: and then they had the they had the what did they call it the dab bar
0: yeah your cousin was hitting all a lot, that. Out. A lot of those places aren't licensed or anything. Yeah. Like I have a friend yeah. that's in San Diego, actually, that was saying, like, in their county— there can only be five dispensaries. It can. At a
1: time. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And so she was working at ones that got busted multiple times,
1: where yeah.
2: they
0: hit her in a
1: safe. We learned about that. Damn. We learned about that, and uh, when we went to did that interview with the guy in San Diego. Yeah. And he was talking about how when he first started, he was like, it was only three licenses mm-hmm. up. So not being funny, you got to have the amount of money to pay whoever yeah. you got to fucking yeah. pay to get that license.
2: And when we went to South by Southwest, uh, the Hope Wiseman, she was saying that oh, yeah, she chick. paid like upwards of two million. To start, get her dispensary started. That's fucking crazy. the licensing alone was a big portion of that.
1: What else did we have? Oh, I like, you know what? Being in California, I always liked the vibe. We actually was driving one time and I forgot the name of the the park. Oh, yeah. But we we went out to a park. We just stopped, smoked a little bit, sat on the bench, chopped it up.
2: I got to get on the swings. Like a big ass kid. kid
1: But we was in a Mexican neighborhood. So at some point I felt like these niggas kept circling on the bike. And I said, yo, we black. In California, depending on the areas you in, it's, it's gangs that don't like each other. We need to get the fuck up out of here.
2: But it was fun while it lasted.
1: Oh, yeah, but I was like, I ain't got nothing but a box cutter. <laughs> we need to get the fuck up out of here. Uh, they was sweet. like, how you get the box cutter through the uh, yeah, goddamn TSA? I was still
2: trying to figure it out.
1: I just put it in my and bag. I, and
2: then the last time we went through security, they pulled your bag, and I was like, oh, fuck. And it wasn't even oh, for that. Did.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was for my damn baby wipes, them little wipes to wipe your ass, make sure you're clean. He had to go through him. I was like, going through at least the nigga know I'm clean. Oh my god! I'm um, with that. I was uh, I heard a question be posed to to me earlier this week, and I wanted to kind of talk about it from a guy and a girl's perspective, if you want. But it was mm-hmm. basically, have you, ha, how have you not been the best sex sex partner? Mm-hmm. All right, let me drink. It. Yeah, let me get, a,
2: get it together. Get just
1: one. Uno, uno momento You supposed to be talking.
2: Oh, you want me to?
1: <laughs> Thank you. That's teaser. What I say. That would be for Artesia. Soon as I fucking start drinking water, this motherfucker no. gets quiet. You are not supposed to have that I thought that you were going to
2: give her. the question. How have you not been the best sex partner? Yes. That's
1: how it should have went. That's how it should have went, but I was getting tongue tied. Mm-hmm. I'm coming off. Uh, no excuses. Yeah, okay. Got gotcha. you. Right, 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 right. So, have you ever been a, uh, a bad sex partner? And I thought about that because I was like, you know, for me, You hear me talk a lot about having bad sexual partners with women. Mm -hmm. And I've told you, I was like eight out of 10 women, especially the ones who think they're good in bed are not good in bed. But it made me think about myself and how I have maybe not been a good sex partner at times. And I thought, but I thought to myself, there are scenarios though. Okay. I remember it was a time. Remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I fucked it up, but I just kind of did it on my own. I remember a time. (laughs) I remember a time messing around with this chick that she liked me. I liked her but not in that you know in that way she wasn't ugly Mm -hmm. you know or nothing but I remember the first time I messed with her like you know I hit and then it was like okay this shit ain't working like Mm -hmm. my dick just wasn't there Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying as a man a man can understand like he can have the mindset to fuck this chick Mm -hmm. but at a certain age when you get to a point you like all right. It just ain't there. Like Mm -hmm. if you're not connected, basically I'm saying if you're not intimate, intimately connected Mm -hmm. to a person at a certain point in your life, Mm -hmm. like for me right now, I can't just have sex with people Mm -hmm. because if I'm not connected, I'm going to give you a bad performance. I remember telling her it's been times in my life to where when I broke up with exes Mm -hmm. or when, you know, mishaps happened and I got on my own after having my heart broken, I went on a rampage and Mm -hmm. I felt like shit when I did that. And I always used to be like, why do I feel this way? Like, why can't I be like the average dude and just Mm -hmm. fuck and be like whatever? Which I I can. Mm -hmm. But even while fucking without a commitment, I still have to have some kind of connection. Like, Mm -hmm. I have to actually like you. So I've been a bad partner by fucking a girl knowing that I didn't want her, but just doing it because the advances mm-hmm. and then basically limp dick in it after a while because my mind wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And anybody knows that I've been with, like you were with me, yeah. limp, they ain't never been a problem. Mm-hmm. But it's like to be with somebody that you're not connected with, it's a problem. Yeah. And at some point you got to decide, okay, I just need to stop fucking with this person because I know I don't like them. Mm-hmm. Or, and you possibly have to take a L because you know why you may not have been there. Mm-hmm. But this person may feel like whatever, you know, yeah. he can't keep it up or Maybe he's not attracted to me. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I've sold some people short by doing the act, not because I wanted to, but just Mm -hmm. because I could.
2: Well, that's a good thought process to have. I think for me... Shut up. You tell me to talk, then you tell me to shut up. Okay, so I think for me, I may have not been the best sex partner during the times when I wasn't completely comfortable with myself, like my body, Mm -hmm. especially post-children, because before it was like, you couldn't tell me nothing. yeah, And then coming after having my daughter it was certain things that i've been insecure about yeah and so i think that causes a rift in the sexual connection
1: but and, I, and, and the reason i came up with this when i thought about this too is i was watching season three of true detective and it was the part where uh mahershal ali he was like he was on a date and he was with on the date with this chick and when he was out with her like she started touching his hand and you know he was laughing i guess it had been months and they had never messed around and when she touched his hand he was like, she was like, is that OK for me to touch you like that? Mm-hmm. And he was like, it takes a little bit of this, meaning intimacy for any of that to work for me. So he's basically was saying I need intimacy for sexual intercourse to work for me. And when I saw that, I was like, damn, mm-hmm. that I mean, some dudes just work that way.
2: Yeah, I think that's great. Speaking of intimacy, we went on the uh, harbor cruise. In San Diego, oh, I, I want to go about back that. to that I forgot because about that. <laughs> we were on the cruise. It was a very like, yeah, it was nice. It was very nice, Them very sexy. Strong. Yes, when
1: that dude said after we had used our little first coupon. Mm-hmm. And I went back. I said, "How much for how much for this drink?" When I had a coupon, more? He said, 19 dollars." But it was worth it. Yeah, I swallowed hard on the inside. I was like nineteen dollars. We definitely <laughs> but was in California. Yeah, ass was drunk. Yeah, it, I was because I had <laughs> and two that's more funny, drinks. Because you yeah. used
2: to never get drunk. But anyway, so it was a very sexy um, cruise. Mm-hmm. The crowd, looked, like the people in California, are just beautiful yeah so we were on the boat and we can so we came to this part where the boat passes under this bridge and i guess there's a rule that you're supposed to kiss as you go as the boat goes under the
1: bridge and under the bridge they have several lights like it's red lights lighting up the bridge but it's right under that area that the lady was talking about it was Mm -hmm. two green lights like a mistletoe yeah so when she came to us she came to my home me and and she came to matt and his home girl i mean his His girl girl. Mm -hmm. and she was like if y'all are a couple Y'all should, once you get up under this bridge, you should kiss. Because this is, it's tradition. And I, you know, because I should be getting kissed, but I'm out here with a motherfucker. She was with a dude. Yeah. She was like, because I'm out here with a motherfucker who's married and keeps saying he's going to leave his wife and he hasn't. And he grabbed, by that time he had he grabbed, grabbed And she was like, I just want to make sure somebody's kissing so yeah. somebody can have some fun. Yeah. I was like, this, this bitch is, is, so is awkward. el loco poco. <laughs> I bet he was so bad, he even put both his hands in his pocket and walked behind yeah. her. I was like, You need to get this bitch to shut up, flapper trap.
2: <laughs> That's it, what them drinks did for Oh, right, boy. <laughs> she,
1: he, he was looking re- mad embarrassed.
2: Uh, yeah. And I was like. That's
1: why if you're cheating like that, you don't take the bitch out of nowhere. You just take her to a hotel or you but go somewhere the out of funny town. Net? They
2: probably were out of town. Oh, Jesus Christ. I said, take Where's the on, funny on net? Like, I'm the just mountains. the experienced <laughs> cheater. Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs>
1: I have slept with several people I shouldn't have not slept with. but uh, Well,
2: I haven't done that.
1: That's besides the point. I never thought I would, but Mm -hmm. life happens. Yeah. Life happens.
2: I've I've received the offer, but I don't know. I just can't do it. But see, that's the
1: thing. My situations never went like that. If I ever slept with a married woman, it never was like she offered it to me Mm -hmm. or I came at her and was like, yo, yo, baby.
2: Yeah, I've you had. Know, a, it's just,
1: it's just, you got a man. I've had <laughs> if you a blatant do, life. you want to have a side? Like, I don't do that shit. Yeah. And mines have always been friendships mm-hmm. that were cool. Yeah, found out that they weren't having a happy home. Yeah, we still kick it. It's still nothing. And then either a drunken moment. Cause you, I mean, at this age, the thing about friendship, and I've talked about this. Oh yeah, you making friends at thirty five and up. You can make a friend, but all friendships at this point, if it's not a network or a business venture, is based on attraction. Period. That's all, how I feel. All friendships? Homegirls.
2: Oh, okay. Like opposite like sex. Opposite, okay.
1: Yeah, opposite sex friendships. Okay. Like like if I got a homegirl, not being funny, when me and her were together and I would have a homegirl that probably came in the moment of me and her yeah, after. being, she would be like, That's you just it. need to be mindful. Yeah. And I'd be like, cool. Mm-hmm. And i would be funny if I had two new homegirls, she was right about seven in reference to like, yo, they was trying to shoot their shot. They just got close enough. Mm-hmm. And it would be times or things that happen, and you'd be like, "Yeah, got you. Yeah. Didn't see it. I don't know how. Really? <laughs> I swear to God. What what else we got? What time how much time we got? Fifteen more minutes?
2: Yeah. Time
1: be blowing by so fucking fast. It
2: really does. What, what we got?
1: I wanna give a shout out to Frank Menicon.
2: Somebody asked me about him today.
1: Yeah, I'm really thinking about bringing him in on a few things. Mm-hmm. The mouth of the South. Yes. The
2: mouth of the that South. That is a good one. That's what he's he going to take name. that and run with it. Yeah, he yeah. He'll, he'll probably know. change his, his
0: mother. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely will probably change his <laughs> shit. He's out here fiending to get back in the studio.
1: I know he is. That's why I told Artee, oh, I was like, yeah. I need to figure out a way so if you do also before we get out of here I want to tell people if you get the opportunity you can go through the notes and see if we got anything else that we We need to get because I know you went through them but I want to let people know please listen to some of the other podcasts that we have under the umbrella Uh, The Quiet Podcast Uh, we also have After the Encore Podcast Mm -hmm. Bad and Bougie Moms Podcast who else we got?
2: Uh, More in Dallas Champagne and Lipstick
1: and And if we forgot I'm sorry you said Bad and
2: Bougie Moms right? yeah I did say Bad
1: and Bougie Moms that was more of an impromptu thing yeah um, so Anything
2: that says uh, hashtag RMG podcast, listen to it. Pretty much.
1: <laughs> so the next coming up, we got uh, next week, let's we'll see. be back in the studio on Friday. We'll have Artesia's um, ex-husband in here. This is going to be a great interview. I yeah, cannot wait
2: already, for this shit. We already talked about I it. No, let's, let's not hype it up anymore. I
1: cannot wait for this shit. <laughs> then I'm going to have my mom and my brother on here. I'm really hoping my mom doesn't get emotional. I'm hoping my brother doesn't get emotional because I do and I would like to talk about things that we went through Mm -hmm. growing up. And the reason I think we should do that and the reason I want to do that is I feel like people get a better grasp of who you are. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I feel like people think they know us as we continue to grow, they think we are who we are on the podcast and we are, it's a part of us, but it's a lot of things that we don't talk about. Yeah. yeah. So for me, like I know a lot of people hear me talk this way and talk like a dick, like even talking about sex, people hear me talk about sex Mm -hmm. and they think, Oh, this, this and that, but I am an emotional person just in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I am, and she knows I am more to the point of, ready being ready to settle down yeah like i don't want to be married but i do want a relationship to possibly have a kid with and the, and i'm saying that from the perspective of just like i want to build something when i get but to a certain age i'm thinking here, about building
2: when i was on here the last episode you
1: sound like a real thought bag who was in need of dick that's the difference between what me <laughs> what? And what i'm saying and are what you're you saying. serious i'm not actually looking i for I a girlfriend. asked
2: you i even was like because i'm very particular about that i don't want to come across like the wrong way and I even asked you I was like did I was that too much because nah. I kind of felt like I was talking about yeah. it too much nah, if you have but standards, you can't everybody help you but standards. talk about it's a part the of your space that you're in right now Yeah,
1: and it's a part of life it's just, just like when I talk about I women
2: like a thought bag. I
1: just said that because I wanted to say that <laughs> shit somebody laughed at it on the other end of the podcast so that's why you know sometimes thanks
2: a lot spider and this is not my usual <laughs> thank you
1: <laughs> but it, it's it's I, I feel like it's just getting to that point man I had a another statement but I, I just don't get along with people. Mm-hmm. I was telling you about, I ended up getting into it with one of my homegirls because she was basically watching a simple show, but she was, I, you can learn a lot about a person in a disagreement. Mm-hmm. But she was basically, we was watching something and she was basically like, I could be a reporter. And she's like, I could do that. That's nothing. I could do that. That's easy. And I'm like, that shit's not easy. To be a reporter, to go do this and learn all of this shit. I was like, that's not easy. Mm-hmm. And she kind of was like, how are you going to tell me what I can't be? I said, I'm not telling you that you can't be that. Did you go to college? No. Uh, do you have any kind of experience in broadcasting and media? No, this is where people think I'm a dick. I will not allow you to disrespect the field that I am in and the field that I went to school for. And like I told her, I said, that's kind of like me. I'll give you an example spider. I don't know how to work that new board, but that's like me saying, Hey, I could do what you do. it will be easy. Good luck. You know what I'm saying? That's disrespectful because the 10,000 hours that you have put into it, I'm disrespecting that. Like I could just waltz off the street this ain't, this This is not, uh, what, you laughing, what you laughing for? What's so funny? This motherfucker keeps so many secrets now.
2: No, I don't. What's I'm laughing
1: on? at this story. I'm just being friendly because I people get mad at me when I tell them what they can't do.
2: And it's not me telling you. I can you. only imagine the reaction on that. That's why I'm laughing. Oh, with her?
1: Because yes. I was just like, you can't do this.
2: She's probably like, this nigga. I was like, you can't do this.
1: I mean, you, you can do it if you go to school. I just don't believe in disrespect. I just like you hear people on social media. Everybody want to talk about LeBron. Oh, he should have shot this. Oh, he can't make a shot. He can't make a free throw. I got a homeboy. I love him to death. I won't say his name. <laughs> but I got. he always burning LeBron up, calling him a crybaby and shit. And I'm thinking, nigga, you 5'10", he will yoke your bitch ass. Ain't nothing you can do with LeBron. He will post your ass down in the post and motherfucking dunk on your ass. People talk about LeBron like they can go out there and out-hoop this nigga. You go hoop in a crowd or arena full of 28,000 people, and you tell me you ain't going to be backed up. Mm. I would be nervous walking in a room full of 50 people. Yeah. I ain't dribbled not one goddamn ball when they people were sitting in here watching us the last time we both was a little nervous
2: uh yeah joe called
1: today and was like hey i want to sit in on the episode i no. said you fucked up the last time <laughs> yeah she i felt that like
2: those were like my worst episodes since being on the podcast and I, you know me i'm hard on myself so. the episodes
1: were good but she went back and listened i said you didn't talk that much when she went back and listened she was like i
2: didn't i didn't even want to go back and listen because i felt like even in the moment i was like I am doing a terrible job. Well, why
1: didn't you just go with it? I told you you was doing a goddamn because terrible job on the last episode. I don't
2: like to just give See, you that credit right now. <laughs> people people,
1: people, people want to say I'm a dick, but this motherfucker is sitting here literally behind them locs. was like, oh my and God. And was like, well, I no, I shit. Well, no,
2: I had the glasses on for a reason that day. I yes. was off because... Oh, we going to talk about it? Yeah, I told you we were going to talk about it because I don't want people to think that I'm just sitting up inside with fucking shades on all the time. So I had the shades on the last time because I've been going back and forth about getting my eyebrows microbladed. Mm -hmm. So I finally made the decision to go ahead and do it. I did all this research, found somebody that I trusted to do it, Yeah, and the shit didn't turn out like I wanted it to. And
1: my brother came over to the
2: house. Hey. I told her, I said,
1: hey, I said, hey, I heard you. I said, I know you got your eyebrows done today. I said, send me a picture. She didn't send one. Normally, when she thinks she's cute, she'll send a picture. So she didn't send a picture. She said, I'll just see you. So she came over with the big shades. On I was that she so bought.
2: emotional. Were that we night. in Denver?
1: We were in Denver when she bought these shades. And I told her, I was like, oh, because she likes the big look. Yeah. And my eyebrows are so high. That arch. It was one that was over the thing. I said, she was like, can you tell? I was like, oh, shit, when you turn that yeah. way, I, I see Yeah.
2: That. And it he was, was like the, to... it was
1: like a permanent the rock look. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I said yeah you need to on. And that's some what, what makes on.
2: me mad because you know yeah. me like I'm very, um, I guess I plan shit out yeah. and it takes a lot for me to get outside of my comfort zone. And yeah. I feel like the past two years I've been doing things to get out of my comfort zone, but yeah. I also feel like my life is set up not to be a certain way.
1: God won't let you be great. He
2: won't. That may
1: be the episode. He won't. God won't let you be great.
2: Not in, at least not in the ways that I think that I need to be great yeah. in, but it's, I don't know. I guess I'm just meant to be like this humble servant type person and Man. I'm okay with that.
1: Well, I don't think that's what it is. I I just think you think so much. Because honestly, the thing about it was, it wasn't as bad. And then the funny thing about it was, I, I, the girl did fuck up her eyebrow it wasn't, what, it wasn't what it was supposed to be from what she's all the
2: work that she's done
1: but the funny thing about it is I started seeing beautiful women on TV that eyebrows weren't perfect I've either been noticing and I, that I told she her she I too. said nobody's eyebrow is perfect nobody anything is perfect because one side of our face is one way and the muscles are a different way mm-hmm. that's why my right arm and my left arm people actually think I jack off with my right hand but it's my left hand and my left hand smaller my left arm is muscle is smaller than my right oh. I don't know
2: where I, I like how it. you always insert <laughs> masturbation. I'm just saying. Or something sex related. Because, like, I
1: mean, for real, like, even, you know, my calf muscle, my yeah. right leg is bigger than my left leg. Yeah. My right ball hangs lower than my left ball. I mean, it's just things, nobody's balance is right. So when I saw her roller coaster of an eyebrow, I said, Oh shit. <laughs>
2: you were just waiting. I was waiting. Because real- <laughs> I told
1: when it happened, I said, Are we talking about this on the podcast? She was like, I need, she's like, I'm in think- my feelings right now. We cannot discuss it right so now. I was so
2: emotional. Like, I went home and mm-hmm. I literally cried. Like, I looked at myself mm-hmm. in the mirror and I, like, bawled my eyes out. Because I was like, all, It was fucked up. All the pictures, looked that like, i looked like, like, all. <laughs> I was so upset. Yeah.
1: I was, was actually
2: proud of myself for even coming in yeah, here that Saturday. You did a good job. Because I had no intention yeah. of doing that. She
1: did a good job. Because it was hard for her. But I was holding all my jokes in because I was looking she I remember sitting in the car one time and she looked at me and was talking and I was like, I was kind of like Kramer you know how Kramer used to go whoa
2: and Tanika's so tall she was sitting next to me I was like I know this bitch see over
1: my uh (laughs) but it was like and see that's the thing about it when things happen to you that make you self conscious nobody else is really thinking about it. we think about them that's just like the times like when I've been overweight and I'm like oh man I told her one time, I was like, I feel a little whatever. And she's like, ain't nothing wrong with you. But I felt so self-conscious. I was like, I'm going to wear a hoodie when I go to the gym until I slim back down. She's like, you're not even big. But sometimes we have these expectations of ourselves. And when we don't meet those expectations,
2: we're our hardest critic. All this time, I was like, oh, I'm going to save myself 15 minutes in the morning. I don't have Mm -hmm. to draw my eyebrows on. I just knew that I was going to be like, I don't know. I saw it.
1: Yeah, you cost yourself five days of hell. I did. Every day. She's like, I this wasted- shit ain't getting better. This shit ain't getting better.
2: And I wasted so much fucking money. I was like, calm
1: down, WikiLeak. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you better be glad Woo. I like your uh,
1: ass. I wanted to burn, Like, when I saw it the first time, like, it was one of them things where you like. But
2: I give you credit, though, because I did back good. in the day. I would have clowned her. You would have clowned me from jump. But, but literally, I know, when he she was told trying. Me,
1: yeah, she didn't even. Like, when I was calling her, asking her about it, the date, like, the date it happened and she wasn't responding to me. I was like, why she ain't talking to me? Did I do, like, I literally hit up, I was like, hey, did I do something? Did I say something? And she's like, no, it's my brows. And I was like, well, let me just see when I see it. When I saw it, it wasn't that bad, but it was times where I would catch her in a certain way. And I'm like, Two-Face, Joker, <laughs> who are you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so now <laughs> they're calming down and uh, they're like, so now I'm back to just drawing along And I'm trying to hide yeah. this one Art that's mm-hmm. higher than the other one i
1: remember going over there one day and i went to go pick i went i came over there to pick something up or drop something off mm-hmm. i think it was the i don't know but i came by and like she had on these little booty shorts and i was like okay nice ass whoa eyebrow Ooh. i was like boy if it went for her having a little ass then
2: jesus wow so just, you're just really going in
1: that eyebrow I was kind of scared <laughs> cuz it yeah you was like it's supposed to peel off. It'll shade down. It'll come down a little bit. I was like, "Okay." I
2: was just telling you what she told me cuz I kept I kept hitting her back even before I left. I was like, "Nah." She tried
1: on at least. I saw her wear shades, two pair different shades glasses. and glasses. I, I had to and, keep
2: something on my face. And
1: I always saw I was like, "Yeah, that thing is high."
2: Yeah.
1: I'm Can so disgusted. Yeah, yeah. And get high, yeah.
2: And the shit hurt too. Oh, so yeah. it was like, I said through this for this.
1: And I told her, I said, You paid her the full amount too, didn't you? She was like, I did. No, I told I said, her, I want have paid her that full no, amount. No,
2: listen, this is what happened. So even Harry, before. We I about
1: to wrap this shit Even up.
2: before I left, I was like, Hey, the this Bears one play the is-
1: Packers in an hour.
2: Are you serious?
1: I'm dead ass. This
2: one is higher than the other one. So she had to go back in and basically do the same thing mm-hmm. that she to put the remover. Mm-hmm. So I had to wait five days to see if yeah. it was actually going to come off.
1: Women should have more appreciation for men because y'all are the ones created the shit saying I woke up like this. No, y'all didn't. When I wake I up. I didn't
2: create that shit.
1: Women, Beyonce said it, but all the women started coining that I shit. I
2: ain't started coining When that.
1: I wake up in the morning and I rinse my face off, I literally woke up like this. Some of the baddest girls got to wake up and put on a wig.
2: I don't do all this Eyebrows,
1: shit. makeup, lipstick, teeth whitener, Spanks, suck ins, t shirts, copper socks. Everything. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> These motherfuckers <laughs> is wearing everything. Whatever. Y'all wearing everything. I literally to look good. wake
2: up, wash my face, brush my teeth. I will put on brows, but I mean, I don't go through. You know me. I only wear makeup on special occasions. Yeah,
1: you you fairly simple at what you do. I'm just saying, but yeah. a lot of people be like, I woke up like this,
2: and they didn't.
1: I remember having a hunger come to mind. And woke up and with she that had no makeup wrong. on, and I was like, oh my fucking god, why?
2: Yeah, some people look you drastically too different.
1: Drastically different. Mm-hmm. If you take makeup off your face, and pe- I'm gonna put it like this: if a motherfucker has to do a side by side to show you how different. My cousin does makeup. She posted somebody a picture the other day, and I just saw that, and it was her wedding day. And when I saw the before picture, I said that ain't right. Mm. She looked like a goddamn Baltimore crackhead. Oh, and when they fixed her up, I'm she looked sports. like a ten. That's cheating. Yeah, that is cheating. Mm-hmm. It's not right. It's it, it, now it's it's similar. Out
2: here cheating too with y'all fake hair pieces and I
1: ain't got to worry about whatever that.
2: whatever
1: else. Yeah, they are.
2: Yeah, they
1: are. But they still don't have boob jobs and hip jobs and they, nose jobs they and lip job. jobs nobody getting no dick job. That's obvious. <laughs> That's like equivalent to a nigga putting a strap on to get an extra two inches of being saying, it's me. Mm. <laughs> it's me. No, it's not. It's not. We're going to wrap this shit up. You got anything else to say before we get up out of here?
2: We didn't talk about our day at the beach, which was the most important thing.
1: The day at the beach was dope.
2: Yeah.
1: If you ever go to San Diego, go to Mission no,
2: Bay. Pacific Beach.
1: Is it Pacific Beach? Yes. But it's in Mission Bay, right? I don't fucking know all of this shit. I just went to the beach. The girls was beautiful. It was great. I got a tan.
2: I got a tan, too. I was so excited. I wore my little shorts so my legs could get tan just in time for my girl's trip to New Orleans this weekend.
1: All right, we about to close out here. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Shut the fuck up, Artesia. (laughs) What? Spider, thank you for coming out during the week to do this. Artesia, thank you for coming right after work. Be sure to keep up with all things The Reality Is by going to www.therealityis.com. That's T-H-A, realityis.com For all your podcast-related needs, startups, brand advertising, marketing, event production, and more, be sure to visit robertsmediagroup.co. That's robertsmediagroup.co. Always remember to inhale, curse, to excel, success, and if you're in a position to impart, employ or empower someone, please do so. Next week, we will be back with two episodes in reference to the, what's your three letters, three words?
2: Love, life, and progress.
1: And mine's was friends, family, and love. That series will pick back up on next week with two episodes. And then we will probably take about a week or two break. A nigga's birthday gonna be coming up. Mm -hmm. Trying to figure out if I'm gonna be in town, out of town. I've never paid for pussy. But I thought, I was like, what if I... Hey.
2: okay you just shut me up about my girl trip. now you talking about motherfuckers paying for pussy goodbye we're done no turn the mics I'm off thinking, spider
1: no so I'm trying to think I'm like but
2: for the real though I was like, what if you, pay, you for don't pussy? pay for pussy
1: what if I get a Puerto Rican badass Puerto Rican bitch I mean a white bitch and a black okay
2: happy birthday let motherfucker let me say
1: women I don't want to say bitch mm-hmm. white white one a black one and a Mexican maybe I'll hold that for my 40th birthday mm-hmm. we'll see alright we out this bye, one. bye y'all bye <laughs> Ta ta now.
2: Thanks for listening to The Reality Is, a Roberts Media Group production recorded at NZ Studios. Our team includes Mike Zavala, Spider the DJ, and the RMG Podcast Network. For more information, please visit RobertsMediaGroup.co. One time Drake,
1: I see you in this yeah, moment. No, that was dope. That was really good. That's what I'm talking about. That was nothing for my That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Nothing. AHH Sweating in bed, keeping you up at night? Okay, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of Purple, the mattress that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through so you can sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash in. Terms apply.